Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to I'll Have What She's Having, a food and drink podcast from me, Sophie Wybird. And me, Hannah Crosby. Every week, Sophie and I sit down to dinner. She makes a dish, I pair a wine, and we put the world to rights. This week, we pair beef bourguignon tacos with a red sparkling wine. And we talk Drake's book, anxious gigging, and how much Doja Cat hates her fans. Hello! Welcome. <laughs> we always, always look at each other with expectation like, about oh who's going to actually start the episode. Um, we're here. We made it, guys. It's the final episode of season three. And it's gone so fast. It has gone really fast. I kind of feel a little bit sad that it's going to be over and I'm not going to see you once every two weeks now. Actually, I see you oh. way more than that. I, was I know, say, sad, right? Yeah. You can't get rid of me, babe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll be here. I literally turn up to an event. She's there. I'm like, fuck's sake. <laughs> oh my God, get away from We'll me. be texting and then I'll turn up somewhere and be like, oh, you. <laughs> you again. <You're> <laughs> As you can hear, we have the specialist of guests um, for our final, ep- our episode finale, our series finale. Uh, this week, we welcome singer-songwriter Yasmin Lacey. Yasmin started life as a youth worker, which I literally just found out and typed into, <laughs> <laughs> typed into the intro before coming up in the local acoustic scene in Nottingham. She then grew acclaim with the release of her astounding personal faves, first two EPs, Black Moon and When the Sun Dips 90 Degrees, which is how I first discovered Yasmin. However, this past year has seen the release of her first full-length album, Voice Notes, a beautifully written piece inspired by the voice notes, memos, and reminders she's typed down on her phone. Five stars from The Guardian. Did you know that? Pretty Very good. good. <laughs> Very Pretty good. Pretty impressive. She's somehow found time in her insane touring schedule to sit down with us and have a glass of wine. Yasmin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having That was such a nice intro, babe. Oh, like, thank you. Super cute. I usually kind of actually, I totally forgot to run it by you um, and fact check it, but I'm glad. Did everything sound <laughs> right here? Many when lies. You, when you pull it up um, online, you kind of expect all the facts to be accurate. However, the first time that I met Easter was interviewing her for a podcast, our are all mutual friends of Easter, Easter Belfridge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she said, sorry, babe, that's wrong. <laughs> She's like, sorry, babe, that's wrong. I was like, okay, you know, sorry. Then I corrected it and went, okay, kept going. She's like, no, sorry, babe, that's wrong. It's not wrong. <laughs> A lot of fake news out there. A There's a lot of fake news out Wikipedia, there. Wikipedia, not nothing is true on Wikipedia. A lot of fake news about Easter Belfridge, but enough <laughs> about her. She's not here. Um, <laughs> but we do love you, Easter. But we do love her. We love you, Easter. Um, how are you? I am very well. I'm pleased to be here. Yes. This smells really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's nice to sit down and chat with you guys. How long has it been since your album was released, and how have you found that process? Third of March. Third so of March. So that's what we're in now. How many? Why can't I think? July. We're so five three. months out. Yeah, so it's been out a while now. Oh my gosh, Me why is it taking so long? I can't fucking count. No, it doesn't matter. April, May, four, June, four, 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 four. That's four, it, four. Four. Someone okay. um, Yeah, so it's been out a little while. Um, when it first came out, honestly, I just felt relieved. You feel like you've got this like musical secret that you're just like holding on to for so long. And you know, and like, I just like, you know, like, it doesn't feel real. Like, and obviously it feels real, but you like do all this like work leading up and then it's like, 
is it actually going to come out ever? Like, you're just like, oh, I've done it, you know? So I felt like that. And I have just been having a whale of a time. Like, I've loved it. Like, I've loved playing the record art and, like, yeah, I've been feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> You've been touring it all over, playing loads of festivals this summer as well. You've been a very, very busy lady. Played some festivals, been some different countries. Like, yeah, it's been good. What has been your favourite spot you've toured in so far? Honestly, I've loved it all. Like, we've been to Brazil. That was sick. Whoa. I've been to Brazil for some gigs before, but this time we went to Rio. I've never been to Rio before. Oh, how was it? It was amazing. We played this festival. It was just like, I I just love the vibe out there. They love music. Like, everywhere you go, there's music. And went to Australia. That was sick. Had a lot of fun in Melbourne. Stayed a few days after. Went to Japan. That was probably my favorite because it was just so mind blowing. Do you know what I mean? Never been before. Never been. It's oh. like one of those places I want to go, but it's so far, so expensive. You're like, oh yeah. How am I gonna? How am I gonna yeah. even like navigate like the language, blah, blah blah. But I just loved it. Ate very well. I can and imagine. Yeah. yeah. God, some really good food spots there. Actually, Brazil, Melbourne. Exactly. Uh, and we've been getting the food spots. in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's another. We just um, had Denai Moore on the podcast, and we asked her the same question. I'm about to ask you: yeah. touring and food. How does? Because it tends to go one of two ways. You either kind of like completely are just like just give me fuel, just give me fuel. Like I have, yeah. I've got no time, or you take time to like seek things out and like want to make like a little mental map of everywhere you want to go. Where yeah. do you sit on that spectrum? Sometimes it's just time, like, but then I'll always try and get one like not like where we can sit down as a band, like not backstage mm-hmm. and like have something nice to eat. Like we, to be honest, we all love food in a band as well. So we just get it in and like uh, Japan made some nice crabby beef Ooh. and like a nice like hot pot. It was, yeah, it was amazing. So, um, Sometimes you're just on the go, though, and sometimes it's just, like, whatever you can grab. And then sometimes it's like, now nah, let's yeah. have a moment, mm. go for a meal. What have been some of your favourite food highlights from this touring cycle? Definitely that Wagyu beef was amazing. Oh <laughs> it was, no, guys, it was so good. And it, like, came with all the, like, little bits, and then you just, like, it was, like, at tables where you have your own, like, water bowl, and yeah. it's, like, boil- water bowl? We're boiling hot, water. Hot. Yeah, like, <laughs> hot pot, yeah. And so, like, that was a really nice one. Mm. What else have we been eating? Oh, we went um, wine tasting in Australia. Ooh. And, like, we had, like, dinner at this really nice restaurant. That overlooks the vineyard. That was a good one. And Brazil, what did we... Brazil was quite tiring. I don't know if we went out for dinner with everyone on that one. But, yeah. So. yeah. Sam Jones, um, mutual friend and uh, drummer for Yaz, said, oh, it was just chips. <laughs> What in Brazil? Yeah, in Brazil. It was like we were so tired, and then it was like by the time we finished, it was like, should we grab some food? And there was like somewhere downstairs from the hotel, and it was like, yeah, chips. pretty much yeah. chips. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam ate a lot of steak. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. He's bulking. It's bulking season, guys. Yeah. I feel like there was season. only so much steak you can eat in a short space of time, though. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or do you need to break that up with chips? Yeah, yeah. That's alternate. Yeah. Meat sweats. <laughs> Dreamy. Dreamy. Well, before our food gets too cold, should we crack open some wine and eat some food? Yes. Excellent. I had a bit of a fever dream where I decided that this is like I wanted to cook a few weeks ago. And I decided that you were the lucky lady who was going to receive Thank you. my strange <laughs> experiment. Uh, so we've got um, beef bourguignon burrito tacos. So burrito tacos are like slow cooked beef in like a really saucy sauce that you put inside a corn tortilla with cheese. And you kind of cook them like quesadillas. Mm-hmm. And then you have the broth you cooked the meat in to dunk the tacos in. <gasps> wow. So I decided to do that, but with kind of French flavours. So there's like bacon, beef, loads of red wine, rosemary, onions, all cooked down really slowly for hours and hours and hours. And then I've taken out, taken the beef out of that liquid and shredded it down, put it inside tacos with gruyere. Mm. Oh my so god! That's the cheese so that's going oh with it today. God, I'm so excited! Although you were out last night, so maybe like yeah, cheesy, I really tacos hungover, is, uh, <laughs> cheesy tacos is ideal. I'm not actually eating any breakfast either, so this is so perfect. Thank Excellent. you. You're saving me. <laughs> so I came up with that first, then Hannah did the wine after. Yeah. So I thought, obviously, like beef, red wine, no brainer. But then I was like, to be honest, I've been drinking quite a lot lately, and I kind of want to scale it back a little bit. So I went with a sparkling red Casabelfi, made in the Colfondo style. So um, Italian sparkling wine, still with um, all the sediment and all the um, yeast at the bottom. So it's like nice and natural. Um, this is 
what is it, 100% uh, Roboso Piave is the name of the grape. Really, really delicious wine. Um, it is one, whenever I'm hired to kind of do events or like openings, I always have this as the en- entry wine because mm. everyone's still like, people still don't know that red sparkling wine is a thing. And it's always so nice to educate people and then they go, oh my God, it's amazing. And hopefully we'll all go, oh my God, it's amazing. So I'll crack that open. Who's first to who's first to dunk? I think Yasmin's first to dunk. I'm going. You get guest privileges to be first to dunk. I'm gonna. Thank you. I'm gonna move it towards you. I realise you're wearing cream trousers. Shall I get you something to cover them with? (laughs) I am that person. (laughs) I feel like I've got this. There's um. It's dark up top, so that's fine. This looks so nice. I was listening to the other one where you guys talk about whether people hate the food noises or not. Like on the thing, how do you feel about it? I like it. Do you? I like food. I. I think eating appreciatively noises is nice. Oh. There we go. There's a yeah. food one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. Oh, I'm so glad. This, this is quite prime hangover food. It's like I knew. I you, knew, it's I like knew you were coming and you yeah. needed some sustenance. Mm. The red sparkling wine thing I find really interesting, or just like light reds in general. I feel like a lot of people say they hate red wine, but they're just thinking about your classic old school really beefy yeah. reds that are really... High tannins and high alcohol, really mm. heavy, and really light reds are quite a different ball game entirely. Quickly. Cheers! Mm. Thank you so Cheers. much Cheers. for coming. Cheers! Cheers! Ah. Oh, oh no, it's always Coming a bit awkward. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking about just before we came on air that Yaz just completed her WSET level one. Congratulations! Thank you. Mm. I really enjoyed it. This is. Can I just say what a perfect Monday. <laughs> A grey Monday, come sit around, drink some You wine, know what I mean? Eat some like, tacos. This is really good. It is so delicious. Because, um, yeah, you were working or kind of, um, it was at a wine bar or a wine shop mm. that you were kind of it doing. It was like a, a wine bar and in. wine shop. Mm. And I just thought while I was there, well, one would be good to know a bit more about it as I'm selling it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it was really, really interesting. And it was like, I just wanted to, yeah, you guys should get involved in that. It's yeah, really good. Um, I just wanted to learn a bit more about it. And yes, yeah, so they put me through my level one mm. and I passed. I was really Yay. nervous about it. I haven't done like an exam mm-hmm. like in so long. So it's like, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, like, am I going to actually do it? But it's yeah. a bit GCSE science. It is because there's lots of it's yeah. multiple choice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. when I did it being really like, it was the first time I'd done anything like it for about 10 years mm. before. Mm-hmm. It is fun though. I love a multiple choice exam. And then when you get onto, yeah, that's like SATs. And then when you get onto GCSE, it's like short written answers, long written answers. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> are there any short written answers in WST? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Is it in level three? In level three, I've only got a level two. Mm-hmm. Soz. Level three. <laughs> I've not got that far yet. <laughs> and then you've got the uh, tasting exam. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Mm. Mm. That'll be us oh, one good. day, Yaz. That'll be us one day. Well done, one day Sophie. we'll get there. We'll get up there. We'll get up there. <laughs> but um, the one above level three is a diploma. And that is so expensive. Um, I think I've complained about the diploma on here before. <laughs> but I'm going to do it again. <laughs> this is an anti-diploma podcast. Um, yeah, all of my friends have done it. Um, namely, Oliver and Charlie. Shout out Oliver and Charlie, who are two of my closest guy friends. But they were just no fun when they were doing the diploma. I'd be like, oh, do you want to come get a beer? Like, can't. I'm studying. Yeah. It was yeah. like yeah. actual A-levels. And it was it's so expensive. And like the only. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like two grand for per term. So unless your company's putting you through it, you can't really do it. You can't really, like, yeah, validate doing it for yourself. Um, And then if your company's putting you through it, you're like, well, obviously I have to at least pass. Yeah. Mm. The pressure is on. The pressure is on. Would you ever do any higher ones? Yeah, I'm really interested in doing it. Um, I just, I don't know, it'd be quite nice Mm. to know a bit more about it. I feel like I drink so much wine. (laughs) I can only benefit from it, you know? Yeah, (laughs) more about it during lockdown because they um were drinking more and it was kind yeah. of like a way to like validate to themselves like oh well i'm drinking more because i'm learning so you spent a lot of time living in nottingham over the last few years mm. what are your favorite places to get nice wine get nice food in nottingham because i feel mm. like that scene is coming up a bit now it is um do you know what actually i really really like is um my friends at mim this shop on broad street he does like some pop up like food markets and stuff like that, and I've been really enjoying them because I just I love choice. So I mm. like like the fact you know you can go to the one. There's a really good Italian called Sexy Mum Loves Spaghetti. 
I've never been there before, but I've heard such right, good things about it. There's literally about six tables in there. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, every time I've tried to book, like sometimes I'm just like, cool. And they're just like, I'm like, oh, I like to book. They're like, okay, one second. And then just disappear. <laughs> I'm like, just hang up. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, okay, okay I'll, I'll put down the phone then. All right? Is that it? You know what I mean? <laughs> if you can, it's really good. Get really nice wine in there. I also like, um, oh gosh, I think it's Bar Iberico, but the tapas place, but it's the new one, not the old mm, one. The okay. old one. Just saying, I'm not so fond of the old one. Okay. But the new one's like really, really nice. Yeah. Then what else is there? Cushiar is the one that everyone raves about. Oh my God. That is so good. Yeah. I literally forgot about that one. That is a really, really good mention. Great. They do this prawn toast, which is like nothing I've ever had before. I've still never made it because I was about to go one time and then had to... My boys from Nottingham, so I spent a lot of time up there as well. And we were trying to go to Kushar and then I had to leave and come home because there was some emergency. And since then, The Guardian has reviewed it. And now you can never get a table. You can't get a table there. <sighs> Who reviews it? Stressing. I think Jay Rayner reviewed it from The Observer. So we'll like go I back and I like this podcast a lot. I really enjoyed Jay Rayner's podcast. Yeah, I, did um, I really, yeah, I thought it was a goodie. Um, who, did we ha- who did he have one that I really enjoyed? Richard E. Grant, twice. <sighs> We talked about my Richard E. Grant dream on the podcast before. No, but I want to, I, I'm saying no. You're not always here, has it? Um, yeah. I mean, Richard E. Grant, if you're listening, hi. Uh, I had a dream where I was living here uh, and Richard E. Grant moved in downstairs. But when I walked out, it was like, you know, those like um, Moroccan houses where there's like one level up and one level up and it's kind of like a square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. like, what, what's it called? It's not like a not on Medina. A Riyadh. A Riyadh, yes. Um, and he was downstairs in the Riyadh and he sent me a text like, come over. And mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to sleep with him. And I did it. And I, I, I did it. Was like, it good in the dream? I, I, I woke up. I always wake okay. up right before I'm about no. to do the deed. But like, I remember thinking in my head like, oh my God, I'm about to cheat on my partner who I love very much. But Richard then, E. Grant. But Richard I was e. like, <laughs> <laughs> is, is he your pass, Richard E. Grant? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't necessarily have like, I like his films. Who would be pretty... your pass? I th- I th- oh. I've got a few kind of tangentially that I would consider. Yeah, just Adrian, like, in so the... you've spoken about well, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Put him out there okay, as one of my passes. Sophie well, Chalamet. Sophie has like this thing where we've kind of like discussed before, where I think a lot of people have it. You have these certain celebrities that you're like. If we meet, then they will fall in love with me. I know. And I love the way that's my past, as though, like, suddenly that's the yeah. only thing stopping us. Oh, yeah. like, the only thing is that I've never met you. Yeah. Yet. Once we do meet, me, me, yeah. Cool. I mean, they're only human. Totally. <laughs> who, would you, who would yours be? Your one celebrity person who you would. Uh, I've definitely got more than one. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Top three. <sighs> Kano. Yeah. That's great. Show. I love him. Um, I always feel like, um, and I just like, have a special affinity with him from the same. Born and bred in the same place in London, oh. East Ham Manor Park. That's where I was born up, and then um, so he's always mine. And I sort of feel like that, you know. Maybe it's just not happened because he hasn't met me. But obviously, when if we do, yeah, then, yeah. Um, he's so a that's good one. one. He's a fucking good oh, one. Oh, those eyes! Like I just can't. So also, I was very impressed with his acting skills. Amazing lyricist. Yeah, he's so good in Top Boy. Oh, he's so good. I was not expecting that. Like he's a really like emotional, emotionally deep character yeah he is and like it was like it was layered like it was a it was complex character he did well with that but i think that when and i think usually like when you get um directors or writers in like a show then they're usually quite good i think it's because he's a writer i think so maybe yeah i think because like you've got like you're able to kind of like get inside other people's brains and like write layers like yeah yeah yeah. he like really gets the meaning of words and all the different meanings yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) all the words (laughs) okay okay so who's your who's your other two Oh gosh, um, so much choice, <laughs> so little time. <laughs> obviously, everyone wants to sleep with me, so yeah, obviously, <laughs> like, like I just, um, yeah, Kena, I'm trying to think now. Who's my other one? We'll just leave it there for we'll now. I can't, I can't sleep with them yeah. all at once, so you know, yeah, one at true. a time. Another day, and another, <laughs> another day. You don't want to make him jealous. He might be listening and be like, "Well, I was going to call you, but then you just like mentioned I someone else." I would die if Kano was listening to me. <laughs> 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 I highly doubt he is, but shout out Kano. Mm. Apparently, he's involved with Birch Selsden, the one that they've given me membership to for six months. <gasps> And he's like there. Enough. This is it. This is the opportunity. So We're going to have to go there I'm allowed in three guests at a time. You guys come down with me. We'll lounge by the pool and we'll wait. 
<laughs> is this how it's going to last? Yeah, this going to last. Listen up, my hand is in our matching trainers. Yeah, trainers by the pool. We're going to lounge like Barbies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, okay, that sounds like a good plan. I haven't been to any of the birches. No, I haven't. How do you feel about members type things, girls? How do you feel about I just cancelled my membership to Soho House. Sorry, Soho House. You were very good to me. Soho House, if you're listening, really sorry uh, about this. But yeah, um, it was just too much to warrant spending on somewhere that I paid to get in there. And then once I was in, they would kind of act like they didn't want me to be there, which is like a really weird vibe. I waited for like... I was told that the membership application process is like two years. I got in. I think it's because I was doing events for them beforehand, to be fair. Mm. I got in in like two months. I was like, okay. Uh, my friend, Marcus, who does Picnic, shout out Marcus. Um, you stop shouting people out and just keep, keep going I love with the it. Podcast. I actually love it, though. It's kind of almost like I a think tick. it's really no, nice. Shout out, Sam. Shout out. Shout out, Kano. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Shout out, Kano, Adrian Brody, all the lads. Uh, shout out, Richard Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> We know you're all listening, um, but Marcus might be listening. Um, so shout out, Marcus. Um, he he asked me if I could um, be his reference for the application because you have to provide like two references yeah. for people that's already members. And it's like, yeah, yeah, sure, go for it. Got accepted like a month later. Went once, in left, and instantly cancelled his membership. Just like, no, nah, really dead. Part of the problem with a members club is the crowd that it generally attracts. Mm. Every time I've been for a meeting inside her house. I have felt very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like the people around me are not my people. <laughs> and so so I'm a member at Birch now and it seems like it's it's a bit more like a a hotel with a co-working space okay, yeah, and an yeah, outdoor yeah. pool. And I've got like a six month membership. Oh, nice. There's one north and one south. There's one right? south. It's quite near my house. It's like out of town, out of the way, in mm-hmm. the countryside. They do a lot of like that's nice. I didn't realize yeah. it was in the countryside. And they got like a Country kitchen club. garden. They grow all their they grow all their veg Cute. on the land. Very they grow American lots of trees. having a club in the countryside. Yeah, I feel, I was actually talking to Cam about this yesterday. The American concept of a country club is where only evil people in fiction hang out. <laughs> yeah, like, true. there's never nice shit that goes down it's the so country true. club it's on so TV. True. Like I don't know, maybe they're lovely places, but I suspect they're not. They're always in golf carts. They're always in golf carts and shit's always going down. Like even in you know High School Musical too, shit's going down. They never wear their golfers; they tie them around their necks. They do, <laughs> they do. Why is it so warm down there? I don't know. Hellish. <laughs> don't know. Hellish. <laughs> it's different weather. Different weather. Um, I recently became a member of Quo Vadis. Um, oh, did which you? Which is much cheaper. It's like thirty quid a month, and I you don't get... even know what that is. That's, That's a nice one. It's um a restaurant, but they've also got so it's like Karl Marx's old gaff. And it's on Dean Street, so it's opposite okay. that that house there, and it's thirty pound a month. I used to work co-working. in the kitchen there. The food is really. Yeah. We should go for a dinner. Nice cocktail. Yeah, I would yeah. like that. Go, That'd be nice. Get a dinner booked in. Get loads of oysters. Loads of nice cocktails. Oh my yeah, gosh, exactly. I love it. Easy, oh, love easy. I'm down. Um, but yeah, it's really, really nice. And they do like five pound martinis or something crazy for like an hour every day. What? And and they do like free gym classes online. Like it what? just seems this place yeah. is perfect. Yeah, exactly. It's really That's good. That's really nice, actually. It like, feels a bit more like the only time that I ever went, I went with my friend um from university. Um I got a trial membership one time and I took my friend Miles, who was down visiting for me for my birthday for the week. Uh, I took him to Quo Vadis and he was like, God, this is amazing. Like he was just like so impressed that he was a members club. It's like, wow, this is just your life. It's crazy. Huh? Yeah. I was like, yeah, crazy. <laughs> and um, he just walked, he went to go and try and find the toilet, walked up for a bit and got a bit lost. And I was kind of sat in the smoking area, like chatting to people. And he came down and his face was just like all crestfallen. He's like, Gollum's upstairs. <laughs> what do you mean, Gollum? <laughs> he was like, Andy Serkis, he's upstairs. Like, oh. uh, it was there's, amazing. There's a lot of like quite cool celebs who hang out there. Yeah. It's less like young influencers trying to be cool okay. and more people who are already actually cool okay, and yeah, quite yeah, low yeah, key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. graduated to being cool. I actually um, fed Jay Rayner there a few times. Also, Nigella. Oh. Did you? Nigella. Did you meet her? No, my, the head chef asked for one to come up and meet her, and I was like, no. I cannot. I cannot. I'm not ready. I've seen her at that it's latest. She did a um, she did a panel with Jonathan Nunn and Rebecca May Johnson about sandwiches. About sandwiches. Really? Yeah. And she looked incredible. She, she just always looks. I love Nigel. 
She doesn't age. She's like 63 now. No, she's not. She is. And she looks phenomenal. She's 63. Actually, yeah. I didn't. I thought she was like, I thought she was much younger than that. I didn't have no idea. Shout like out that. Nigella. Yeah, shout, shout out Nigella. Nigella. Big up yourself. Every damn day. <laughs> big up, up Nigella. <laughs> Yasmin, what are the best things that you've eaten this week? This is something that we always ask each other on the podcast. Okay. Are there any food highlights of the last week of Food highlights. What have we been doing? Where have we been this week? Oh, so actually what? Last week. Last week? Yeah, in any time in the last week. In the last seven days. Okay, yeah. so um, I was in Portugal <gasps> and I had some sardines. It's sardine season there <laughs> and it was really fresh and I just had it with bread and oh. some salad. That was so good. I had some really nice wine. I just sat there and really enjoyed that. That was what, I actually have eaten quite a lot of nice things. Yeah. Oh, you're you're allowed to talk about it. If, you, like, yeah. if you've been in Portugal, like, generally on tour, in lo- loads of lovely places, I'm sure that's a... Yeah, I was just, I was loving it. I ate so much fish while I was there. But that sardines with the bread, that a glass of vino verde, and then uh, the salad, I was... That was Gorgeous. a good one. That was a good one. Done. Whereabouts were you in Portugal? Matosinos. It's just like outside of Porto, a little uh-huh. bit outside of Porto mm. uh, on the coast. So that was really nice. I ate, oh, I stayed at my friend Stella's. Shout out Stella. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she made like, she made like this, like kind of like a bean, like casserole thing. Uh, and I came home from a show and she was like, I've left you dinner, which was like, what a love language. That's like, yeah. okay. She had that and some rice. And then she also made like, chicken and it it was just all very very good and it was unexpected so you know when you're thinking like mm. probably gonna get in and like maybe have a slice of toast which i'm actually down with i love a late night toast toast for dinner yeah toast for I'm dinner real. sometimes it's just what it is yeah but that those are the two best things i've eaten this week the meal from stella cooked with love oh. and the sardines mm. good choices yeah it actually there's something really specific about like fresh grilled fish on holiday oh, so that good. would never taste anywhere near the same if you ate it in your house or even in a restaurant in yeah. London. It's so situationally dependent. Yeah, yeah. That those little oily fish and that maybe there's like a little bit of parsley on top, yeah, maybe yeah. not even. Yeah, yeah. I had a similar thing in when I went to Athens a couple of months ago where we went to this like little bolt hole restaurant where you go down some steps and there's no menu. They just like point at pots. In yeah, the kitchen yeah, yeah. And you go, yeah, I'll have some of that and some of that. And had like the best sardines ever in there. I love that. That's my favorite thing to do on holiday, to be honest. Oh, yeah, just walk around, walk (laughs) around, eat. If you had to pick one favorite holiday destination to eat in, where would it be? Oh, Han. Okay, that's. I'm trying to think because it's. I would say, like, actually, I was eating quite well in New York, lots of good food there, but it was like also kind of rushed. So I'd probably say Italy because I've spent a lot of time there. Like a couple of years ago, we just did like gig after gig after gig in Italy. I can't. Oh, you got a big Italian fan base. Well, at that time, that's yeah. when that EP come out. They, they were just loving it, and I was like so here for it. I think we played like nine shows or something like oh that. Oh God, okay. But so every time that. we went, and they're just like, when you do shows in Europe, they look after you so well. <laughs> when you do a show in England, they're like, do you want a burger? Well, that's all we got. All right, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you, they always make sure you want to have dinner and all that. And I just ate really well there. The hospitality is different. It was so different. Oh. It's like, yeah. So I'd say Italy. Okay. Good choice. That was beautiful. Good choice. Yeah. So much bullshit on our agenda. Yeah. Okay. Well, go for it. We have constant What's bullshit on our agenda. What's she done now? What's she done now? Doja Cat has been on some bullshit this week. And as a fellow musician who I'm sure also has tons of adoring fans online, I would love to hear your thoughts on what, what she she's been, been saying. Just washing so, up. She's, so, she's, <laughs> she's going At this point, I'm like, God, Doja, just stop it. We love your music. Stop being such a dick. She, well, she's first off got a boyfriend who's a fairly questionable dude. Uh-huh. Who's her boyfriend? He is a, he was Ex a... Ex-Steam twi- streamer. So back when Steam was a thing, he would um, right. stream and he basically like manipulated and coerced like lots of young women who are on his streams. So he did a, an Mm-mm. apology, like admitting to it. Uh, but he's still kind of like pretty shady. And now he's dating Doja Cat. What? But um, she's always like with these alt-right dudes. It's yeah, really she's strange. She's got fucked. I didn't see her. That's not. Yeah. It's not, you know. I think there's clearly quite a lot of like internal hatred stuff going on. Yeah. She doesn't seem capable of not going out with alt-right dudes. Yeah. And I don't really understand how that happens. Did, and did if anyone not... mentions it, she blocks them on Twitter. She just what? Did out. you not hear about the chat room thing? No, you said, you said surprised. Like, <gasps> okay, so 
maybe about like three years ago when she was at like the height of her fame or just coming up with Say So coming out. Um, she's like a dodgy past of like her hanging out in like all right chat rooms and basically like. What don't you? I feel like yeah. have I missed this? No. And she's like fetishizing herself, like saying like some really dodge shit and also kind of like something like edge lord, dark humor, internet type of shit. Mm. And like just with like all these kind of like random kind of like neck beard like 17 year old white boys from like middle america really oh we're odd. not here for it and this is like when she was like relatively famous it was so strange oh i'm so shocked i honestly have no so i'm out like yeah i do like her music but i'm out with that shit like miss me. Yeah, yeah. like all of her fans are like to be fair can you imagine if like someone like i don't know uh, um ariana grande did this and we're like no it'd be nice to her like how doja cat fans are like fuck you they're all like calling her out and she hates but she's yeah but she's being really mean to them as well i don't know there was a thing recently where they like call themselves kittens doja cat kittens and she is fucking weird. She is fucking weird. I think she's hilarious, okay. but I also think she is weird. Um, so her, so they all call themselves kittens, but she says, she said, my fans don't name themselves shit. If you call yourself a kitten or fucking kittens, that means you need to get off your phone and get a job and help your parents with the house. <laughs> and severally in the same day, someone tweeted her being like, why don't you ever tell us that you love us? She was like, I don't fucking love you. I don't even know you. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong, but, but that's really out. Like, yeah, I feel yeah, yeah, like yeah. your fans are surely your lifeblood when you're a musician. And just to be like, I'm just, like, obviously, you don't actually, you're not, you don't love them like your family, but surely you have a, a degree of, I don't know, yeah, that warmth or for warmth like appreciation. Them. She's probably yeah. fucking around, but I don't know. I, what do you think about it? I'm just like, I mean, I'm not going to be out here saying fuck my fans. I can't <laughs> even do that. I mean, even as a joke, no way. Even as a joke, no, no, no. I mean, I, I think she's just like that kind of character where she's just putting pushing buttons, and I feel like she's quite outrageous. And yeah. then people love that she's outrageous, and also when you are outrageous, people can't stop listening to you. Like it's yeah. just the the world, like. In the world of internet land, like, if you're outrageous, it just attracts a lot of attention. Yeah. I'm not saying she's doing it for that, but I just feel like she's that. But I feel really appreciative of my fans. Yeah. That feels weird to say. I don't, I don't think I've ever said You've that. Got no, so you've many got fans. so many fans. So I'm, I'm literally right here, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm literally right for years, here. Years. Uh, yeah, like, I, I really appreciate it. And I think that there's, like, it's going to sound so soppy now, but I think there's, like... um it just feels like super connected. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you've got this thing in common, like the music. And I, I just think that's cute. I'm not going to be out here. Same thing. But maybe I need to come up with a name for like people that like my music. Say, what would you call the Yasmin Lacey fandom? I would call them late night people. My late night people. Does that, that work? But that is like, it's a bit dead, that. that one, is it? No, no I like it. Cute. I think that's cooler than the kittens. Because then everyone's the like... Kittens is maybe, a bit maybe, maybe she's just like... Oh, that's really lame. I don't need to be called kittens. Yeah. Come yeah, up with yeah. a better name and then come back to me. Maybe she just should should have just said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do think it's interesting that maybe she's chipping away at, and I think that me and you have talked about this on the podcast before. Maybe it's because we have a much more like public facing, well, maybe me a bit more because of like do the wine clubs, but you increasingly so with like coming face to face people at supper clubs because you see yeah. people like all the time and because they buy a ticket they're like i'm sure you must get this after shows because people buy a ticket they're like well like you're my friend now and i've given you money yeah. so yeah. they kind of feel like owner you ownership owe yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you owe me <laughs> i gave you money like now, now you've got to listen to me um no and obviously like it's incredibly appreciative and like as you say um, it's brilliant that you've all got something in common and that's how you've come together. But maybe she's just kind of like hitting back at the ownership that people feel over her image. And... I do think it's uh, one wild thing, though, is like sometimes after gigs, like just on that to flip it, I do think that people do feel like they can just say anything to you. Do you get what I mean? As, I think especially as women in the industry as well, you can't say something like, you know, my favourite one is the line when people is always like older men, like always have something be like you know what you should do it's like bro like can you actually back up like that's so <laughs> true I was so like, you know what you should do is you need like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do you know what you need to do it's like oh my more more so in the beginning because i was okay i'm up here probably better do something like i don't know it's just still like overwhelming you kind but... of maybe attract people saying like 
you see, yeah. you see masters and what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, like I need the help. Like yeah. <laughs> maybe I did need the help, <laughs> but I just didn't want it from them. Well, I don't want it from them, yeah. Yeah, but like now it's less. But I do think that people feel like they can tell you something. And also there's the whole thing of like after gigs and stuff like that. I mean, I've usually got a lot of energy for it, but you're absolutely exhausted and you yeah, yeah. feel like even at the airport, I went, when I was going to um, Portugal and I was in the queue and I could see this woman staring at me and I'm a bit paranoid. So I was like, what the f- what's going on here? And then she'd like uh, wrote on my thing, say like, I just seen you at the airport. It, you feel quite exposed. You get what mm. I mean? Because you're like, rah, like I'm just like out here. Like, So I think people just feel like they can say or do, you know, things or like approach you and or... it feels quite claustrophobic i remember being at a winery once and i was having lunch with my friends and it was after we just shot something and i got a notification on my phone and someone mentioned me in their instagram stories and they'd taken a photo of me like from across the way i was like oh yeah spotted hannah crossby i was like i'm sorry but that's that's giving like really shady perfect energy was, like uh, can you not can i was you giving not? i want to wear your skin <laughs> <laughs> it's what you tapped into the like stage fight there is that something that you feel like you've overcome now? Is it something that you still feel like comes in waves and you have to continuously work on? I'm not going to lie, I shit myself every time I go up there. Really? Like, but you know what? It's got it. Yeah, because I care. So there's that. But also it is, it, I, I don't I don't know what it is. I just, I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God. You know, it's a lot. I think that it's changed like before, like before I couldn't make, I, honestly, my first gigs were like, my friends used to be like, Oh, you want to do this? It's kind of awkward to watch. You know what I mean? It was so fucking awkward. I couldn't, I couldn't look up at anyone. And even when I had my first ever gig, was in this little place called Alley Cafe. It doesn't exist anymore in Nottingham. And it was so uncomfortable. I just thought this was horrible. Like I'm never gonna do this again. And people were saying it's good, but I can't tell because that felt so like did not feel comfortable. It did not feel comfortable. And my rule was like, okay, I'm never gonna put myself in that position again. Someone asked me, I'll take it as a sign to do it. And I've literally just been like that for the last seven years, really. (laughs) But like, yeah, I've got much better at it because also I really enjoy it. And I've done it enough to that. Like, I used to go out there and think, what if no sound comes out? Or what if I forget all the words? But I've done it enough times now to know that that's not going to happen. And I've got a really sick band. So it's just like, we're just catching jokes. And you sort of feel really supportive because you're like, well... If anything happens, like someone's got Sam will do something or Sarah will yeah. do something, you know what I mean? So you're yeah. vibing off the other people on the stage. Yeah, but I still get nervous all yeah. the time. I was nervous coming here. Oh, stop! Like, oh my god! But then as soon as I got here, I was like, oh, this is lovely. This is this is a very relaxed environment. It is a very relaxed, and it smells really nice in here. Everybody, you can't obviously smell this through hearing this, but it smells really nice in here. And. There's very nice interiors in this room. Yes. It is really nice in here. Really I, nice. I love the table. I love the rug. I was up the candles being lit. I was all very cozy and healthy. Yeah, it's re- yeah. It really is that vibe. It's got like a proper living room vibe, I think. So, the 1975 Matty Healy, the front man of the band, is obviously quite a contentious figure. He's someone that the fandom really loves, but in Everyone general, else. in the world, don't love him. He said some kind of, well, not kind of, very questionable stuff on podcasts in relation to, like, stereotypes of Asian people putting on an accent and some outwardly incredibly dodgy shit. Um, But he's then... They've gone and played this festival in Malaysia called the Good Times Festival, Good Life Festival. Good vibes, ironic. Good vibes festival. (laughs) Um, Where clearly in Malaysia they've got... You know, it's quite a conservative country and they've got really strict rules on uh, homosexuality in Malaysia. They've, the band have gone to Malaysia and they, he stood on at the front of the stage, this massive crowd of people, and gone, I'm actually really fucked off and I don't want to sing any songs because I'm really pissed off at your country's politics. And then he's snogged another member of the band, who was also a man, at the front of the stage for like two minutes. Which, you know... For two? I thought it was just like a peck. No, no, they were properly snogging. Properly snogging. Okay. Um, wow. And being political, making political statements, cool, good, to speak out about these things. But you did knowingly go to that place knowing those are the policies. You still got the bag. You took the bag. You and then... still went there for the vibes as well. Like, got flown out and whatever totally. and whatnot. Yeah. And there's a lot of activists online saying that, particularly activists like within the Malaysian LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. saying that there was like no consultation with anyone mm. 
Like it would have been a better thing to do if there was some kind of inclusion for people in the community who could have advised you I, in. I feel like as well, if you've got, if you've got uh, that kind of like, so I actually don't know that band, is that really bad? The I actually love, I actually love that you don't. I love that you don't. I felt really embarrassed when he said it. I was like, no. fucking hell, so I say I don't that know this so or whatever. Bad. I would say quite impressive. You've managed um, to dodge them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, me and Hannah, just me and Hannah are both secret closeted fans of their music. Okay, okay. Matty Healy is a person questionable, He's, undeniable. Yeah. Um, did you see the Rina Sawayama um, gig at Glastonbury? She called him out very publicly. She called him then. out very publicly. Which but I feel like you know you, you can if you if you've got that kind of level of status and you want to make a point, you can. Kind of is he actually gay or not? No. No. See, I mean, now, not, yeah. not outwardly. He's, oh, okay. He's, he goes him, out with a lot of women. But in his lyrics, he's like, oh, am I gay? Oh, am yeah, I straight? It's, oh, it's like, well, Okay. Yeah. I just feel like, you, you know, know if time. you've got the time and the like en energy to do that, you could probably help some people in that community. Totally. In, in, in a much more, like, long-term way. Mm. Like, in a statement. I think, actually, sometimes I'm just like, but, like, I think mean, a statement is cool, but I was like, I, what, I'm not sure what change that would make if that's... He no, loves doing... Don't, don't play the festival and say, I was asked to play this gig. And I yeah, and then make the statement there. Off the back of this. Yeah, know? or donate your entire fee to some of those causes. Also, do you know what they've done as well in retaliation to what happened? Is the that's government the thing has shut down say, that the be... entire festival. I, I was going to so say the that, the repercussions so of that. Yeah, yeah. It's just down the drain. It's so shit. Yeah. He loves doing kind of like things on stage that are like, so you kind of get it's more for like, oh, Matty Healy is just like. He's being so I think also like slightly performative. Yeah, maybe. he's being, yeah, yeah it's totally. It was 100% yeah. performative because he's trying to grapple back some kind of like, no, I actually do care about like the like marginalized communities that love my music. But, but despite saying some re really dodgy things, he's kind of clawing it back through doing it that. Is that, that's the kind of, that's the kind of sense that I get. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's trying to like improve his reputation by doing something radical that but he doesn't realize. Self-centered kind of way. Yeah, self-centered. And look at really the repercussions now. Now no one's fucking enjoying themselves at the yeah, festivals, yeah, yeah, are they? Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like it's a I bit like. Have an, wait, and I'll like, show you this guy's face. You'd be like, ooh him. <laughs> <laughs> the internet hates him really well they're kind of split they sometimes love him, i'm like where him. do i live and like what have i been doing that i don't know do you spend any time Taylor on tiktok Swift recently this guy oh this guy yeah this face uh, you've seen him I've, I've seen him about. you've seen that face <laughs> <laughs> well no like festivals i don't know i don't know what size that festival is i imagine fairly chunky they're full-time jobs for people and like a mm. lot of people putting on a festival it's big enough to have the 1975 then yeah Gutted I just love them. how it's called Good Vibes Festival, but they're like, fuck the game. Yeah, yeah. Or who are ultimate good vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It was like, no, no gays allowed. Yeah, and you want good vibes. Like, what yeah. What's going on? So, yeah, no, absolutely. No, I'm not so sure about that protest. That yeah. Actually, uh, I don't know what, like, it's actually done. Well, it's just how that the festival was cancelled, though. Yeah, totally. I don't, I don't think it landed anywhere near <laughs> where they thought it was going to land. Yeah. Just performative. Just a bit awkward. And kind of like white saviorism. Yeah, babe, say it like there's it is. A lot of, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> in there. It's giving white savior for real. I was actually yeah. I say that, but yeah, basically. Oh, no, it, is, it totally is. It totally is. It's giving white savior for real. And then now everyone's not got a fucking job and you're going back home and you got paid. Yeah, like, just so like, I hope you feel great. Like, you may not be able to come to Malaysia on your holidays oh, anymore. Yeah. One, thing, one thing that no one Sad. talks about, I can't remember if I've mentioned on the podcast before, but like one thing that I think is like really, really shitty, shitty of them, but no one's really talked about it because I think it's sort of like hidden. You know how on like, Apple Music, if you click on the album and then it's kind of got like the little bio that yeah. like either Zane Lowe or someone Apple Music has written about. He did it for the latest album and um, there is a song and <laughs> there is a song on the album. Uh, <laughs> for each of the songs, like he's written like a little paragraph of like what inspired the song. And he talks about dating Twigs. Yeah, he dated FK Twigs for like okay, two yeah. years. Oh, that's where I've seen his Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like, how? But yeah, that's, what besides, the fuck? that's <laughs> besides the point. Um, I can't imagine how she would have thought that. How how do these men get like these like how like doesn't even... I don't know. Oh, we should have got Shia LaBeouf as well. Mm. So maybe strange taste. Yeah, Twigs needs to yeah. shake, shake up her taste. Come on, Twigs. Come on, get it together, man. Shout out Twigs. Shake up her taste. Shout out Twigs if you're listening. Shout out Twigs. Um, big up yourself. Big up. But she, he for one of the um, songs he wrote said like yeah 
I wrote this song and it was inspired by a black woman that I was living with and it was so amazing to see all the different shampoos I'm sorry, but drop me out. Uh, like, this is why I haven't heard about this stuff because I'm like, I'm, that's not like on my album and I'm not here for it. Out. But like, you can't find it. Like, no one's talking about it. Like, the less you go on the album and see, it's like, so there were so many different shampoos on the side of my bath and she was Are talking to me about... Are you kidding me? She, no, no, this, is, this is the real kicker. She said she was talking to me about racial injustice and I wasn't listening because I was just looking at her and thought how beautiful she was. <laughs> I'm sorry. This this is everything. This this is like no. You can erase him from your brain after we, this. Yeah, we can put him in the bin. We're gonna do like a Go men in black kind of like. This is the category of things we put in the bin. He's no. in the bin. Like, so in the bin. Get in the fucking bin. Mm. Yeah. Immediately. And then Taylor Swift dated him after all of this shit happened. Then Taylor Swift dated him, and everyone's like, "Why?" I mean, yeah. I think I, they probably <laughs> they probably broke up because her fandom was so like. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? So he says, I want to try a song about being in love. At the time, I was in a relationship with a black girl who was so beautiful and I was in love with. And there were all these things that came up that you can only really learn from experience and living together. Our bathroom was so full of specific products for skincare, things you just can't get at Boots. So there's this line that goes, you show me your black girl thing, pretending that I know what it is. I wasn't listening, which came from this moment when she was talking about something that I had no cultural understanding of. And all I was thinking was, I'm in love with you. And maybe I should have been focusing on what it was. But in that moment, I didn't care about anything political. I just loved her. Listen, I bet. <laughs> I just want to say, I already know Sis is happy she's out. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Who is this guy? Like, what the fuck? Deeply Jesus Christ. It's a really bad song. Deeply problematic. Yeah. Um, just like I just I, I think it just comes from like yeah as you say like such a place of privilege where you're just like I'm so in love with you and again like the way that his fans will receive that like he's some enlightened fucking Jedi yeah and also you're still like capitalizing off instead of just fucking learning it yeah and then applying that to your life moving forward mm-hmm. you're now like and I'm not saying that people can't share their experiences but it just it doesn't scream sincere to me. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, totally, totally, and also, yeah. it's like it's still very like basic as the fact that it's like I hate that. Like, I'm glad everyone's catching up or trying to catch up or be aware of this stuff. But it's like it's much more nuanced than it's just like we can't get our hair products in boots. And actually, now you can. Some of those, yeah. But it's like it's more nuanced than that. And I hate it being like redacted to just that small thing of like, yeah, yeah she's so beautiful. It's like it's so oh. exotic. Yeah, he can get like, in the yeah. Yeah, exactly. I am, and it's like when I in that moment I was just in love. It's like, oh shush, little woman, let me just like look at you. We're like, suck out. He's gone. He's in the bin. He's in the bin. Amen. <laughs> oh my god, we didn't talk about something that I really wanted to talk about. Is Speaking it Barbie of bad movie? writing? All right, sorry. No, because everyone fuck. is talking about. Have I haven't you been? seen it yet? But I'm fucking desperate to see I it. I really want to go and see it. I really want I to. Do. I'm going like, to go with my mum and my sisters next that's week. Cute. So that's excited. cute. Um, what I actually wanted to talk about was Drake's book. So good. L O L. Have you seen? Have you seen any? Have you seen any of this? I've seen some of the um, some of the pages. There Bro. was like on Instagram. Uh, DJ Khaled was reading out some of the bits of the book, which it like, was like another layer of comedy. Like oh, yeah, I was yeah. just like it's. They're as not... soon as you think you got to figure it out, it's like, <laughs> he comes, he another knows. one. He comes, <laughs> another one, yeah. It's just the way he says things, it's just so strange. Um, yeah, so it's like the the headline for High Snobiety's article is Drake's poetry book has 168 pages of corny Instagram captions. And it was co-written with a poet who has co-written some of his lyrics recently, but like if he's co-written recent, lyrics oh. recently, then like... Um, it's to... Uh, it's going to be... Um, Paired with an album called Hard Feelings, Harder Dick. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, God, he's crossed the line there. I normally think the shit he says is quite funny. That's, that makes you feel quite sick. So, like, all the poetry looks like this. So, it's, it's like... Yeah, it's like a... Pl- it's like book, a... Yeah. Da, da, da. Well, also, I really got what you meant by that. Yeah. Like, that was really good. It's like, so much. Like, I rate it. Um, there are two types of women in this world. Oh, straight in. Straight in. Straight in. Right. Women who like giving head and women who I don't like. <sighs> Cold. Um, I can't read the signs. <laughs> my, my eye just twitched. Is Drake okay? Everybody, no, he's that. not. This he's is... not. <laughs> uh, I can't read the signs, hun. I left my glasses at home. Been there, been there, babe. Been there. <laughs> 
Possibly not when I'm driving, though. Right, no, but it's quite literal. (laughs) There's a fine line between, like, being a genius and, like, not. But it's like, he's just saying stuff. He's literally just saying stuff and he's the one putting it out there. So even though I don't think it's, like, particularly profound or whatever sometimes, like, he's He's literally, like, it's the the confidence Uh of it. And I honestly think sometimes that is half of being an artist because this shit is rough. And to constantly put yourself in, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, basically, his, sometimes I'm like, what does that even fucking mean? But then I'm also like, mate, live your life. Like, he's putting it out there. I'm not, I'm not sure about some of those comments, but I'm just like, wow, if you give something out with enough chest, like, people mm. are like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, you know, you're a like, Jedi, like you said. Yeah. Uh, my therapist told me I need to stop listening to what people tell me. But if I take her advice, wouldn't I be listening to what people tell me? Oh, is he a philosopher? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I'll leave it leave it here for now. Um, but you should definitely go and buy this book. Um, I feel like he's written most of them on the toilet. <laughs> toilet toilet. Yeah, like I do. I feel like it's like that kind of like it's just like it's like middle of the night toilet. It's not yeah, even yeah. it's not even lucid thoughts. It's when you need a wee in the night and you're like, Am I gonna do it? <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I do actually yeah. need to go. And your brain is still in dream mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My brain feels like it's in dream mode when I read these. That's um, probably one of the captions in there, actually. My brain feels like dream it's in dream mode. There is one about dreams. <laughs> but I'll read that, I'll read this one, I'll read that one. Um you're not thugging, you're kidding. One sided beef is not beef, it's chicken. That doesn't make sense. Think about it for a second, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Drake is hilarious. I'm, shout I'm, out Drake. Shout out Drake. Shout out. We know you're listening. Aubrey, you silly goose. <laughs> he, he loves. He loves. Um, oh well, well, I was gonna say he loves awkward white women because he just did the. Um, well, he wants to be on Chicken Shop Day, and he also just did the really very good podcast. You know that girl who's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He just did that with her. I saw that, and he went, didn't he say to her like, "Oh, shouldn't you be at home for your kid's birthday?" Did you have seen this? No, I haven't so seen. She I was watched like, the first ten minutes. Uh, I think if we're talking about the same thing, I think it is. But then she did the thing. He was like, "Isn't it your kid's birthday today?" And you not being with your kid to be here, like, don't you think that's fucked up? I was like, "Wow." So where's his kid? He and like, then that's what she says to him. And she was like, occasionally to come to a basketball game. Where is he the rest of the time? Like, she said to him, like, oh, where's your kid? And she was like, I know where my kid is. I'm like, at home. And like, I'm sure she knows and... where her kid is. Yeah, I know. It's not like she left her at the bus stop on it's the way a, to the thing. It's such misogynist bullshit to be it like, really your is. mother, where's your child? I know it's different for me because I'm a dad. And also, and he's with his mum. Exactly. And where's also, I was thinking, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, if you're a mum, you also need to provide for your kid and probably an interview with Drake is going to provide for you for quite a lot. Provide. So it might not be like, you know, I just totally hate that judgment exactly. of things. Like maybe Drake can get in the bin a little bit as well. He can go in the recycling bin. He I don't is. hate him as much as the other guy, but... Yeah, yeah. he's in recycling pile. Some of these yeah. are just great. Um, my talents include a pen. Your talents include a bed. We're both skilled nonetheless. That doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> it's, like, it's more of like pen a half and rhyme. Bed. Pen and bed. Try better. I thought you were working with a poet, right? Like, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on here? Um, final one. Your taste in men isn't exactly Michelin star. Ooh, Boom. burn, burn. Boom. Wild, um, Drake. Wild. Will you be getting a copy of that book, girls? Um, I Am think I, I don't... I might buy it as a joke for a secret Santa present for someone <laughs> one day in like I five really years' time. Five years time. time. Yeah. Really when everyone's forgotten about it. <laughs> five years' time. Get Remember, probably if you get up oh. in the charity shop. Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll end up in the charity shop. Should I'll wait do... for it to be in the Poundland bargain bucket. <laughs> yeah. Then we're good. Shall we move on to questions? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
so anonymous gets in touch they're all anonymous at this point it's like you don't need to be anonymous about food advice i mean like i respect it though Um, anonymous says if you're going on a villa holiday and doing lots of cooking what are your top things to feed people and what should you bring with you from home Mm, okay Loads of picky bits. Lunchtime's only picky bits. Breakfast, only pastries and fruit and yogurt. Mm-hmm. No one is cooking until the evening. Mm, and evenings, you have to rotate who does the cooking. It's not going to be one person the whole time. And you just want to do mm. big things like big plates of tomatoey pasta and loads of big salads and tasty bread or like an aubergine parmigiana. Stuff, like, stuff that's easy to just make big batches of yeah. and not fuck about. If they've got a barbecue... Get loads of like fresh fish to whack on the barbecue, that kind of stuff. In terms of things to bring from home, lots of the time, a villa holiday to me implies that they're in Europe. I would say yeah. that the spice selection in European supermarkets is lacking most Babe, of the time. Babe, that is such a good tip, you know, that's so true. Because they got all the lovely fresh produce. Yeah, like yeah. The vegetables yeah. and fruit are amazing, the fish is amazing, the meat's amazing, yada yada. They never have good spices. They've got like cumin, paprika, that's it. That's it. It literally is it. <laughs> so if you want to cook anything that tastes of a bit more than just like, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I also love like fresh fish that's cooked without much yeah, on it. Yeah, same. But if you want a bit more flavour and stuff, bring spices with you. Also, if you can get away with it, bring a knife with you. If you can, <laughs> yeah. in your suitcase and it's allowed, don't shove it just in Just saying she's luggage. not telling everyone to travel with a large knife. <laughs> and that's <laughs> not right. Say, uh, <laughs> leave your samurai so sword No machetes on the plane, please. No machetes on the plane. She's not condoning that. But if you can bring it in your check-in luggage, then bring some, because they are always wank Airbnb knives. So I started on my last holiday, the knife was so bad that I was just using the vegetable peeler for everything. Really? You can peel really thin, lovely slices of like onion mm-hmm. on a vegetable peeler. Good tip. Mm-hmm. Also good, good tip. Also good tip. What would you cook on a big group villa holiday? I would go big pasta. I would go yeah. something, I mean, unless there's veggies, but I would go big salad, added bread for those people. You know what I mean? Because some people are just like. They need like more. They need the sustenance. Yeah. Big salad, big bread, pasta dish, or like some sort of like slow cooked meat kind yes. of thing. Like all the things in in the afternoon, leave it to the evening. Um, nothing that's gonna be like lots of like you want to do all of the things and then put it in and then leave it. Because you want to be doing the sitting out and chilling on the terrace. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Like yeah, else. exactly. Like, You're not slaving away in there. Exactly. No way. Mm. I think big pasta is good. Big pasta um, is a good idea. Big like, big big rice, rice dish. dish. I was literally about to say like yeah. a risotto or like do like a big yeah mm. or like um what's that one? <coughs> what's that one with anyway, but like a big rice dish. Mm. Salad extra bread. Delicious. Yeah. I like it. What would you bring or cook? Um, I don't cook on holiday. Never. <laughs> No, I never. Eat out only. I eat out or I starve myself. She's a bougie princess. I literally, I literally, I don't eat or yes, I Yes, like, princess. <laughs> I am Bella Hadid. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, I don't like cooking when I'm on holiday. I don't think it's something I should have to do. No. Sometimes, I do, if it's like a slow holiday in your village, sometimes <laughs> I quite like that. If they've got a barbecue and stuff, sometimes I don't yeah. I don't mind it, but I hear you. Like you're yeah. rest, like you're on holiday, babes. Also, I've never been on a group friends holiday. I don't oh, have like yeah. no, I said like I just I've never had like a massive group of friends. I'm very much like a floater friend. Like I have Individual lots of friends, friends like lots yeah. of different places. Yeah, yeah. Um we do oh. day going. We let's do, do we it. Do. Let's do it. Oh, thanks guys. Yeah. No, then we're good. <laughs> Shall we do one last one? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm starting to resent my best mate who I live with and I don't know what to do. What were we talking about before we came on We were talking the about this. I feel like... I am Not that I, you resent your best mate, no. but it's difficult living with Shout people. out my best mate. <laughs> <laughs> living with friends can be really hard. Um, I think that... We were talking about this earlier, and I've lived with lots of friends. Right now, I wouldn't live with any of my closest friends. I think that, like, being really intentional with your friendships, especially, you know, I've got friends that I've had for 20 years, and it's like for that to sustain a relationship that long, there needs to be some space. I think mm-hmm. like I couldn't do it now at this stage of my life. And it's, it's like a romantic relationship. It's really it's super intimate. Like you're in your house. Also, your best mate sometimes like you know knows so much about you. Tips, I think. Is that what they were asking for? Tips or no? Well, Just... yeah. What do I do? I'm beginning to resent. Okay, what I you should do is move the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> It's, 
but it's, it has no like negative judgment on your friendship if you can't live with the person. Absolutely, and I I think that what what how people socialize and what you need when you're on your own time is super different. But if you can't move out, I would suggest like having days where there's like or agreeing the way you both need the house to be run because that's yeah. the main thing it's like i love some friends but i'm actually i really like things to be tidy and clean and it spins the way i feel out if it's not yeah so living with a friend that that could be like a real point of contention yeah. i think you can make this is what i need for this to be like amicable and like blissful and then maybe just put in some time where it's like this is the time in the week where I like really want to sit with you and have a glass of wine. Other than that, like, just please, can we just like, you mm. know? It's totally allowed to be like, I just want to sit and be a vegetable. Yeah. On a Tuesday night, I yeah. actually want to chat. I want to have my shower, get home from work, have my shower, sit on the sofa with a bowl of food and sit quietly and scroll my phone. And I don't want to feel guilty yeah. about it. Yeah. So just to let you know, that's like where I'm at with that. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. be offended if, yeah. I don't, if I'm a bit short. It's just because yeah. I'm... In my quiet zone, yeah, and you're allowed to say that to your close friends. You need a, yeah, you need a certain type of friend to do that because you can still have yeah. close friends, but they're like super chaotic and like sometimes like also if you have like a friend like not necessarily people that I've lived with but friends that are kind of like and like, it reminds me of like how I was when I was like working internship didn't have much money kind of took the piss a little tiny bit mm. like kind of quite chaotic and you don't intend to be that way yeah yeah. I think it's also important to have a friend that's at a similar life stage to you. That's Otherwise, the they're just not going to get it. Like at the moment, like I think that I could live with another musician, you know, that would understand. Like sometimes I'm going to like leave at this time and leave at that time, and like sometimes I, I won't be there for a few weeks at a time. Yeah, and then like make the most of the house when I'm not there, and then when I do, like we're cohabiting again, you know, like kind yeah. of thing. But um, yeah, it's I think someone at the same stage in their life as you is like really. Totally. important and maybe someone like I'm quite sensitive so maybe someone that's like you know if you're living with someone you need to like this is how we need to do the life to like make this yeah. I'm quite sensitive so I don't always respond well with things like that <laughs> <laughs> no but it's you know, true like, to be able to say things like that having a little bit of distance and it's not someone who's like you know picked you up off the floor like millions of times over the years and if it's like someone you don't know it's easier to say look I bought that can you buy this can you just do it like yeah. you know, then it's like there's not the weight of like the the closest years makes of it friendship. Harder, yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm. I think so. There's obviously certain friends who you have like I don't know. I lived with my best mate for years and years and years. I made such a good time, and we she moved to another country, and I got engaged, and it just felt like it was the natural time for us to yeah, yeah. to split up. But I think we had quite an unusual thing where, like, no, we were never keeping score. It was just like, you buy this, I buy that, you buy this, I buy that. If it comes from a place of mutual understanding. Exactly. Understanding, yeah. Exactly. And, like, you were at the right, like, you chose to move out when it was, like, the right time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's, like, quite a hard point to reach with a lot of people. I don't think that's the normal way yeah, living with yeah. friends is. It's tit for tat. Actually, someone at uh, dinner the other day asked me, like, how does it work with you and Sophie? Because you've both, like, not that you've both got your own agendas, but you're also kind of, like, both, like... I do have my like... agenda, actually, Hannah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... <laughs> I just said it, I actually do. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's She's been meaning to bring this own... up. <laughs> It's not that we've got our own agendas, which is like you're both obviously trying to do like very different things, but you're kind of a similar sphere. How does it work? And I was like, well, it's just because we're, I think we're both quite lucky in the sense that we're both very much like, oh no, you go on. Yeah, or yeah. Like people to each other. Oh yeah, totally, Like It's not totally. like someone, it's like, or it's even like the most kind of like, I think like the most intense conversation that we ever had about anything like this is at the shoot for Burger and Lobster. We both have the what same best side. Yeah. Okay. This is okay. like the only like divas thing, and we had to kind of like mentally like, okay, no, no, something's not. We just take turns. We, we just, just take turns. Time. Who gets the good side on camera? I am so dead. <laughs> that is so dope. And I really love that you found a way with that. That's so cute. Just like, just one person can't like... always have it. We have to take turns. Otherwise, it's not fair. <laughs> What's the good side? Left. You were both like. Hello, I said my good side. Yeah. <laughs> It's. I think that, yeah, you've kind of got to be in those situations when you're, like, sharing quite a lot of things, like whether it's professional, personal, domestic. Like you've just kind of got to be, like... Also, just being totally honest. Yeah. I think, like, the resentment and stuff comes because you're kind of like, 
really wish you didn't ask for my, you know what I mean? Like mum being in your own head. It's when you're shoving stuff under the carpet. Yeah, and it's just be like, oh, please don't do that. That really annoys me when you do that. Yeah. It's a bit awkward and it's a bit like, all right. But like, at least you know, you know, like. Well, so if you say it in the right tone, it doesn't have to be something that's like It doesn't have to be beefy, yeah. You can say it in jest and not be like, I need to have a really serious conversation with you because yeah. I noticed that you actually had some of the milk and I bought that milk. Yeah, you yeah. You're like, you're getting through the milk. What are you doing? You're having baths in it or something. Yeah. It's like a way that you can... Yeah, that you can, like, without being an attack or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if we've answered your question, mate. Uh... <laughs> Soz, probably Soz. move out. <laughs> okay, probably move, move out. out. If, you, if you want to look after your friendship, friendship move absolutely. out. absolutely. Or set some boundaries. Either set some boundaries or say, I, I love you, but I don't think that this is working for anymore, living together, and I want our relationship to last, so... Yeah. Yeah. Actual boundaries, though, not Jonah Hill boundaries. Yeah, we don't yeah. agree with Jonah Hill boundaries. So much happens since we last recorded the podcast. Yeah, it's absolutely so true. There's so much juice in the internet that we haven't There extracted. is a lot of juice in the internet. I have to save the Jonah juice for next season. Jonah Unless we juice. do, like, a bonus episode. We'd have to get, like, a really good guest. Really good guest, if you're listening. Adrian <laughs> yeah, Brody, like, Kano. Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> literally... <laughs> Sorry that I haven't been enough. Um, this has been great. I've really enjoyed the, hey, the wine. You're the finale guest to save the best to last. You are I know we're going to get DMs from all other guests. We did specifically yeah. put you last. Oh, I really appreciate like, that. The best. But like if you can just get a better guest for yeah. the moment. Yeah, 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 just get someone really Only Kano. Kano, Adrian Brody. If you, Kano, you don't invite me here, we are finished. No, no, you are coming back if we get Kano. Kano, you listening? He's really into food and wine. Noble Rot. Did he do something with Noble Rot recently? Did he? Yeah, he's he's done a lot of like things with restaurants and like like he's he's living a premium lifestyle. Okay, I do not blame him. Yeah, I okay. think he did an interview with Noble Rot where they brought him round and made him taste all their vintage champagnes. I was like, oh my god, that would be like my dream date with him. Yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine? So I see. I'll see if I can find the article after we've done this. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Should, I think we're we're wrapping up. Yaz, is there anything you want to plug? Um. Yes, there is something I want to plug, actually. Yes. I'm so impressed that I remember this. Hang on. But I'm touring at the end of the year. It'd be great if everyone, literally everyone, could come. And I will do some nice things on stage, like sing and say some stuff. And <laughs> it's all going to be very cute and oh. fun. And, yeah, basically going on tour. Europe, UK. <laughs> we'll be there. Okay. Wait. Amazing. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast at all, I know two episodes in a row that I've remembered to do the remember to like so and subscribe. Um, <laughs> leave us a five star rating. And we've been bullying you guys so much into doing it. And it seems to have worked because we've got lots of lovely reviews. Um, Keep so them coming. We're continuing to hold you at gunpoint and saying that we won't make any more episodes until you say <laughs> nice things about us. Uh, Sophie, is there anything you want to plug before we say bye bye? Not right now, but I just want to say thanks so much, everyone, for listening to season three. Yes, thank you so it's much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to all the sponsors for making it happen and to all of our lovely listeners and to all of our lovely guests. Thank you so much, Yasmin, for coming thank today. You for me. Thanks, Yas. And we will catch you next season unless we plan on doing a secret special bonus episode. But we'll see. To be confirmed. We will see. We will see. Lots of love, gang. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.